0: Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average garage door is made up of one3 millimeter aluminum panels. Something you probably do know, your neighbor likes to tinker with his dirt bike. Something you probably don't know, a runaway dirt bike can take out your garage door and a good portion of your car bumper. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle
1: discount not available in all states or situations.
0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Yeah! This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante.
1: Happy Pizza Friday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I am your lone host today, Thomas Carinante. Adam Weinrib has uh, some business to take care of. Flying across the country to attend a wedding. Good times, man. Love people celebrating things. We got to be on board with it. Let the guy have a few days off. Um... So I'll be here on this lovely Friday to talk to you guys. I got a couple of things to talk about, and um, I know you guys want to talk about it because everyone's commenting on the articles. Everyone's flipping out. Everybody's got something to say. So why don't you also listen to the podcast? You can hear our voices. You can hear our logic and you can understand where we're coming from, because sometimes, you know, you read these articles, maybe, maybe not on the same page, but I got a couple of things. We're not going to keep you long. We got, a, we got a weekend ahead. Yankee fans need a break. Aaron Boone is back for three years. We talked about that. We don't know the changes that are coming in the offseason. We want to remain optimistic, but it's hard. It is hard. We're watching the remainder of the teams left in this postseason. and Man, if the Yankees just managed to find a semblance of who they were, you can't tell me that they wouldn't be able to take down a injured Braves team. Well, although it was performing very admirably a Dodgers team that can't find offense and their pitching problems are coming to a head at this point. Um, A Red Sox team that's now uh, lost their bats and they've been okay all year. Um, And, you know, you got the Houston Astros who are tremendous, but you got the revenge factor for the Yankees. So it's disappointing to think about Yankees are not here though. So we can't keep whining about it. Um, But two big off the off season things I do want to talk about on When when was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yes. On Thursday, the Yankees announced that another assistant was leaving. That's that's number four on on the offseason, folks. Aaron Boone is going to have to replace literally his entire coaching staff. It feels like Reggie Willits, the first base coach is gone. Uh, his contract was expiring at the end of this year, and you know that's how the Yankees like to do business. They don't want to fire anybody. They don't want to make thing. They don't want to make bad headlines. They don't want to make things uncomfortable. They're waiting for everybody's contract to expire so they could feel better about themselves. Anyway, Reggie Willits, the first base coach slash outfield instructor slash former base running coordinator, is going to back to Oklahoma where he lives. He's going to be a volunteer coach on the Oklahoma Sooners baseball team. Good for him. We are glad. Why? Guys, these coaches are humans too, man. Life is tough. You think these coaches weren't trying to do a good job? You, you think they were proud with the results that they saw? This was a World Series hopeful team, and they ended up being the road team on a wild in, in the AL wildcard game. Nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted that. We know the fans are mad. We know they have every right to be mad, but nobody in this entire organization wanted that. Anyway, I did look into this a little bit. Why? Because everyone seems to think that the departure of assistance is a lot more momentous than, than you would imagine. And this one actually might be, it actually might be Willets has been with the or Willits was not, um, an, an original Aaron Boone guy. Just so you guys know, he came over, I believe from the angels, um, in, uh, 2015, um, and uh, he signed on that year to become uh, the base running coordinator and outfield instructor in 2018, he was promoted to the team's first base coach and he also remained the outfield instructor. There seems to be, I'm trying to find the information. I can't seem to find it. Everyone still seems to think he was the base running coordinator. I think maybe he might've played a role in that because he was the first base coach and that requires knowledge of base running. But, um, But uh, it seems like that was his role from 2015 to 2018. Either way, there is information here based on the stats that show that perhaps Reggie Willits leaving could turn over a new leaf for the Yankees. You heard Aaron Boone talk. He said these departures for these guys uh, were tough, not fun conversations. Um, And then people were asking why. Okay, so why is the decision to let these guys go? What's what's the deal? And he was talking about a fresh start. Sometimes, you know, when you have the same people in place for a while, it's not exactly the answer. And you just need a new new approach, new voice, whatever it may be. So if you look at what Reggie Willits was directly responsible for, base running kind of has to be number one here because he was a base running coordinator and the first base coach. Now, two stats that jump out to me that are indicative of a team that is a good base running team are their ability to steal bases and the amount of outs they make on the base paths every single year. Okay. So in 2015, the Yankees were 25th in stolen bases, which is obviously below league average. And um, they had, they, they had the second fewest outs on base, which is obviously above league average. Very good. The next year in 2016, they were 18th in stolen bases, still below average. They remained with the second fewest outs on base in all of MLB, above average. No surprise there. 2017, stolen bases go up a bit. 12th in the league. That's above average. However, outs on base, second most in the league. Obviously below average. Then, um, in 2018, you got regression and marginal improvement. 25th in stolen bases, 16 out, uh, 16th in, in outs on base. Those are both below average. 2019, 25th in stolen bases, clearly below average. And they were 14th in outs on the base paths. Right in the middle, it was league average. Um, 2020, they were still 14th in stolen bases. That was below average, right in the middle of the pack. Um, and they they made the seventh fewest, fewest outs on the base paths. That was obviously uh, above average. Um, then in 2021, they're 19th in stolen bases and 23rd. 23rd in outs on the base paths both below average so you can see here that Willets did have a responsibility in this realm we don't know how great of a responsibility it was after 2018 but he still was the first base coach from that point on responsible for sending runners Yankees still made outs Yankees didn't steal a lot of bases typically the most stolen bases statistically, go from first to second. And I don't know if that he was responsible for that. I don't know if it was the Yankees' hesitancy to not steal bases. Whatever it was, we have no consistent chart here. And it was a long time. 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. That is a long time. That's a long time to prove yourself and show that you're actually able to do something. Now, it doesn't end there. So I also went and looked at Outs above average for uh, the Yankees outfielders because he was the outfield instructor. Um, And as you know, the Yankees outfield the last couple of years has kind of been suspect because of injuries, not because of the guys that they've signed. But um, this past year we had Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar playing in the corner spots. Totally not good. Also Clint Frazier uh, dealing with vision problems, troubling. Yes. Never really improved uh to, to where in on a consistent basis to where we wanted him to um obviously 2020 was a, a step forward because he had that gold glove nomination but 2021 it was it was more of it was more of 20 that 2018-2019 type stuff where it was just like all bad routes clueless on defense making horrible throws missing the cutoff man very bizarre um so i went and dove in looked at uh Outs above average, which is key because it, 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 it speaks to how efficient and effective your defense is in the outfield. Um, uh, baseball Savant provided these great stats for us. 2015, uh, unfortunately, had no data. I don't know if outs above average was that new. Um, it is an advanced stat. Uh, calculations that are done, I don't know what goes into it, but I do know that it's highly regarded among um, the, the advanced stats people. So 2015 there was no data. 2016 the Yankees were 11th in the league and outs above average. Okay, pretty solid. Not top 10, but you're not bad. 2017, what a leap into 5th. That's great. We'll take that every year. Not a surprise either because the Yankees made the ALCS that year. Not many mistakes on that on that uh, 2017 team. A lot of guys who were who had their head in the game on that roster, fundamentally sound players. But then what happens in 2018? All the way down to 18th in MLB in outs above average. 2019, they make another leap to 10th. Okay, top 10. We'll take it. But then 2020, you're back down to 21st. And 2021, you're back down to 24th. I know this is not all of Willetz's fault, guys. A lot of injuries in the outfield. Aaron Judge missed a lot of time. Aaron Hicks has dealt with injuries. He's clearly not the same outfielder that, that he once was. Um and uh, we've seen the revolving door in left field as well. And Joey Gallo certainly did not help out with that this year. Um, nonetheless, you look at the data from 2016 to 2021, and it's either inconsistency or regression. That's, that's just what it is. So we talked we talked a lot about how the roster construction is problematic and that could be affecting the coaches. The Yankees seem to be blaming the roster construction slash the performance of the players and absolving Aaron Boone of bad managing, which I don't necessarily agree. I agree with it to an extent, but I still don't think that Aaron Boone presses the right buttons as often as he should as somebody who's tasked with getting the team out of a hole or having the team avoid the hole, steer clear of the hole. And not even have to be worried about it in later innings, for example. Doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be a trend that we've witnessed with Boone um, since he's been here for four years. It's either been the Yankees were on autopilot and really hard to make the wrong decision with all the talent that you have, or injuries affected the roster, underperforming players started to seep in and affect the play, and the manager had no answer. It was just like, oh, we'll keep trotting it out. We'll see if it works so nonetheless the stats here do tell somewhat of a story i don't think willits was the entire problem however certainly doesn't hurt that he's gone and a new voice would be coming in here to figure things out change the approach make the yankees more aggressive make the yankees more smart i don't know what it is but Outfield defense guys is very important. Being aggressive on the base paths, guys is very important. Making outs on the base paths that doomed the Yankees this year. It very much doomed them. You saw what happened. I, I know Reggie Willits did not send Aaron Judge home in the wild card game, but something's got to give there, man. He- there were plenty of guys who weren't stealing. There were plenty of guys who got caught in between um, first and second. I, uh, I don't know what else more needs to be said. We've seen it happen. So the Yankees are going to have entirely new coaches on the infield directing these guys on the base paths. And the way you got to look at it is a change here could not hurt because what's happened over the last two years has been unacceptable to say the least. But we're going to look at a minor move and you want to have some optimism toward what it could bring Yes, maybe maybe a more competent staff around Aaron Boone could do wonders. Because a lot of people have a problem with Aaron Boone coming back, and it's understandable for reasons that I've explained before. Um, and I agree. I don't. We talked about hiring the bad cop for Aaron Boone. Why? What's the point of that? Why don't you just hire somebody who? Why don't you hire somebody who could be your friend and also tell you how it is? Isn't that what a friend is supposed to be? Isn't that what a good relationship is supposed to consist of? honesty candor fun so i don't know but anyway reggie bullets is gone yankees need four new coaches a hitting coach an assistant hitting coach a first base coach and a third base coach wouldn't be surprised if there's more changes um, or more internal elevations don't know what's to come um but anyway i think that's a pertinent topic uh and the second one i have for us here guys um you've been watching the playoffs haven't you you gotta come on you might be upset with Yankees baseball, but there's only there's only a little bit of baseball left, man. It could only be another week. That's sad. Hopefully, hopefully it goes the longest it could possibly go. But we got the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves. They played last night. The Dodgers kept their hopes alive. Um, they really botched it at home, man. They, they had that incredible game three comeback uh, with Cody Bellinger's uh, game tying home run in the eighth three run bomb. You thought they were dead. You really thought they were dead. You're like, this team's gonna go down 3-0, and that's it. They dig deep, win that game. They score uh four runs in the, yeah, four runs in the uh, bottom of the eighth, close it out in the ninth, two-one. And guess what? The Dodgers have two more home games. Uh, not so fast. Braves bullpen game in game four. Somehow, somehow, stymie the Dodgers. Braves destroy them nine to two. Then Thursday night backs against the wall for the Dodgers. They're going with a bullpen game. They got to save Scherzer and Bueller for the final two games in Atlanta. Those guys need to rest. They need to be ready to go. Dodgers go with a bullpen game. Absolutely bludgeon the Braves 11 to two. And guess who was the star player? Now everybody's talking about it. His name is hot on the streets. Chris Taylor. Um, Everybody is kind of looking at the Dodgers and blaming them saying, Oh my God, this team let Kike Hernandez go. They let Jock Peterson go. Kike Hernandez is having a legendary postseason with the Red Sox, literally record setting postseason with the Red Sox. And Jock Peterson has been, has been giving it to them in the NLCS, man. Jock's got a lot of clutch hits in this series in the playoffs in general. He had huge hits against the Brewers. Um, and then you look at this Dodgers team whose depth's been entirely compromised. They didn't get the leaps forward, I guess they thought, from, from guys like Gavin Luck. Zach McKinstry was supposed to be the second coming of the, the utility figure that Kike uh, Hernandez played. Didn't quite get the job done. Um, hey, what a time to be alive, guys. I just got interrupted uh, because there was a parking uh, attendant outside trying to give me a ticket. Not having it. But what, uh, we got to keep the edits raw here. You got to know what I'm going through. I'm trying to deliver you the content. Um, and there it is. So no ticket. We're parked. We're safe. Street cleaner came through. Um, and I'm talking about Chris Taylor, right? We're having a good time here. Um, and what did Chris Taylor do last night? Three home runs. Six RBIs. Absolutely incredible. Helped the Dodgers to this victory, um, he was the he was the stable force in um, getting them the win. He hit the game tie, uh, the go ahead home run early on to make it three two, and then uh, he hit a very crucial home run to go up six to two. The Dodgers have needed all the breathing room they could get. The offense has been anemic. You watch the Dodgers this postseason, man. It's a lot like watching the Yankees. No offense. The pitching guy, everyone is blaming Dave Roberts for these pitching changes. And it's like, dude, the pitching up until last night was allowing 3.3 runs per game throughout the entire postseason. You should be sweeping. You shouldn't have, you should have maybe lost like one game this entire postseason. If, if that's what your pitching's doing, your pitching is giving up a barely over three runs per game and you have the Los Angeles Dodgers offense and you can't get it done. So that's how important Chris Taylor's homers were, and Chris Taylor, you want to talk about a guy who does it all for this team? Who the and the Dodgers, the Dodgers cannot make the same mistake twice, letting this guy go after what they after they saw how important he is to this team, and after what they're seeing Kike Hernandez do in Boston, because he plays he plays effectively second base, shortstop, third base, and all three outfield positions for this team. You can't ask for better contributions, and his bat is good. I understand this year he fell off, um, in the second, particularly in like the last six weeks of the season. He con- he was an all star in the first half, and rightfully so. Uh, fell off though. He was hitting like two seventy five and OPSing like eight fifty in August, um, and by the end of the year he was hitting two fifty four with a seven eighty two OPS. That doesn't that doesn't affect. How it go how it happened, you know, how his season really told the story. Look at John Carlos Stanton, man. Giancarlo Stanton was not good from April to the middle of July. And then he saved his entire season with after the all-star break. And in, in my opinion, the last two months of the season, he was incredible. He dug this team out of the grave. And he deserves all the credit for that. I don't think I don't think John Carlos Stanton, John Stanton's season should be defined or at all criticized for those first few months. And I don't think the same thing should be for Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor scored 92 runs, hit 20 bombs, 73 RBI, and stole 13 bags while playing all those other positions. Um, and now you look at the Yankees. The Yankees need a center fielder. They need a guy who could be more of a utility Swiss Army knife because Brian Cashman hinted that Glaber Torres is coming back uh, to play second base, and he talked about how the Yankees will need a shortstop. So you look at that, and it's like, okay, if Torres is back, That makes D.J. D.J.'s not getting traded. No one's taking D.J.'s salary. And I think the Yankees also like him for his versatility. But then you look at D.J. and it's like, okay, he's going to be a first baseman slash third baseman, depending on what happens with Luke Voigt and or Gio Rochella. Once again, we don't want Luke Voigt traded, but the Yankees, the damage is done with whatever the Yankees did. Um, Clearly soured the relationship. Uh, with the Rizzo trade and then just not playing Voight down the stretch when they had the lineup room to do so. So say Voight is traded, they keep Torres, Gio stays at third, they sign a new shortstop. That means DJ's playing first, and he's not really a utility guy anymore unless there are injuries that need to be addressed. So if you need a utility guy, because the Yankees don't really have a backup first baseman, um, and I don't think that's going to be a priority for them in free agency, um. Why not go after a guy like Chris Taylor who can play center field? Um, We don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Hicks. Maybe he's back. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's hurt again. Maybe he's a little bit healthy and needs. I don't know what the deal is with him. He's been ever since he's arrived. The story has been different. So you can't bank on him giving you 140 games. So maybe you bring in Taylor. Taylor could play center field. He could be your mostly center fielder. And then you want to shift judge to center field. Great. Hicks gets reps in center field. Great. What does that mean? That means Chris Taylor can play left field. He can also play right field. He could play all the infield positions. There's going to be an injury guys. There's always going to be an injury. I don't know who it's going to be too. I don't know how it's going to happen, but you need somebody who could fill in in the manner that Chris Taylor does all-star level production efficient defense clutch bat you want to know his stats if you want to since in since 2017 chris taylor's career chris taylor's going into his age 31 season uh his career got off to a late start he didn't have his first full season until i think his age 26 campaign since 2017 in 623 games taylor has 78 homers 292 rbi 50 stolen bases and a 265 average. That that's good to me. You want to talk about clutch hitting, another element the Yankees need, another element that Chris Taylor brings to the table. For his career, he hits 274 with an 826 OPS with runners in scoring position. In high leverage situation, those numbers go up to a 292 average and an 846 OPS. In the postseason, last night, Taylor broke the Dodgers franchise record for most RBIs in an elimination game. He holds the franchise record now with nine RBI. That's unbelievable. That's the guy. How many times have the Yankees backs been against the ball in an elimination game in recent years and they have not managed to score any runs? Oh, wait, it just happened in the wildcard game. Oh, wait, it happened in game seven of the ALCS in 2017. Oh, wait, it happened in, eh, it didn't happen really in game six of the ALCS in 2019, but it happened in all the games before that. Um, for his career in the postseason, he's hitting 259 with an 844 OPS in 61 games. That's a lot of track record in the postseason. Um, so the problem here, guys, is that this will be a bidding war with the Dodgers because the Dodgers just saw what they let go in Taylor, I mean, in uh Quique Hernandez, and they can't do the same with Taylor. They, li- they cannot, they would be, they, they would be insane to do so, especially now that he saved their posting, you know, walk off home run in the NL wildcard game, which was a one, one game heading into the bottom of the ninth. And then he's done, he's carried this team offensively in the NLCS. This Dodgers team has been the worst offensive team in the playoffs by far. It's not even close. I don't actually have the stats in front of me. I was looking at them yesterday, but they're hitting like, I think, two 200 with runners in scoring position. Overall, their OPS is like, I think they're OPSing under 700 as a team in general. Taylor's batting 529 with a 1.776 OPS in five games in, in the NLCS. Outside of his base running blunder in game one, which could have turned the tides, He's done enough to contribute. Four runs scored, three home runs. Obviously, they all came last night. Nine RBI, six came last night, but the others also came in clutch situations. He hit the uh, um, go-ahead two-run single in, I think it was game two before things came crashing down um, for LA in that one. Um, And he's got three stolen bases. He's doing everything. He's doing everything. And you know what I'm sick of hearing? Another thing that I just want to yell about I'm sick of hearing everybody on Twitter thinking Yankee fans are like spoiled brats because they like to connect players to their team in the offseason. Explain to me, explain to me why the team with a top five farm system and seemingly unlimited financial resources, I understand that hasn't been the case the last two years, but still payroll every year is over $200 million. There's enough money to go around to pay people. Why am I the asshole? for thinking that Chris Taylor could be in pinstripes next year when the Dodgers have financial commitments to make to potentially Corey Seager, Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, Kenley Jansen, maybe Joe Kelly, depending on what happens with his contract option. Maybe Albert pools, depending if they want to keep him. Do they want to sign Cody Bellinger to another deal? I don't know. That's a lot of stuff to go through in the offseason. You don't think that Chris Taylor falling by the wayside on this list of priorities isn't a possibility you don't think it's a possibility that the yankees would think to pay a little bit of extra money to 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 get the dodgers out of the out of the race here apparently it's unrealistic for the yankees to trade for matt Olson when the a's have famously dealt all-star level players when their team hasn't been contending like i'm sick of hearing it it's it's none of this is out of the we're not asking the yankees to trade for fernando tatis or get bryce harper out of philadelphia Like where, where, where does all of this, I don't understand where all the criticism comes from. It's like, oh, these Yankee fans, they think they could just get anybody. Uh, No, I think it's a possibility we can get like a decent amount of people. We're the New York Yankees. I think a lot of teams have the possibility to get a lot of people. I think the Dodgers chiefly, number one, I think if the Phillies threw more money around, they could get people there. You know, the Blue Jays, we saw what they did when they threw some money around. The Red Sox can get whoever they want, whenever they want. So uh, enough. Chris Taylor is not an unrealistic acquisition. Matt Olson, also not an unrealistic acquisition based on what we've seen. So, but it's worth talking about for Taylor because the Yankees, we don't know what the financial situation is going to be this offseason, whether it's going to be finite or unlimited. I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I think they're going to, I think depending on what happens with the CBA, they have to exceed the luxury tax threshold because they will be first time offenders in this scenario. And I don't think that, I don't think that poses a problem um, for them being a first time offender that where the escalating costs happen is when you're a repeat offender, especially the third time and the fourth time. And that's what the Yankees wanted to avoid this offseason and last off So I think they start anew. I think the situation's different. You got guys like Aaron judge, like Gary Sanchez, Coming into their final years of arbitration, you have another 17 players in arbitration to kind of figure out what you're going to do with. You have a couple of guys hitting free agency. Um, so it's different. It's a different scenario. The Yankees are feeling the heat. This past year was even more disappointing than 2020. So I think we can expect a little bit of spending. And I don't think Chris Taylor's out insane. Do we do I think it's going to happen? I don't think anything's going to happen. It's tough to gauge, man. Different things. Brian Cash can make a trade that you're not even thinking about right now. He does it every year. Did you think Clay Holmes was coming over at the trade deadline? No, you didn't. We all knew Joey Gallo was. Did you think Anthony Rizzo was coming over at the trade deadline? No, you didn't. You actually thought he was going to the Boston Red Sox because that was the most, that was the frequently mentioned destination for him. So you don't know what's going to happen, but it's nice to have a wish list, isn't it? It's nice to have, to think about maybe Matt Olson coming to town, if the Yankees could figure out what they're going to do with their infield, it's nice to think about, hey, let's get a guy who could play multiple positions in Chris Taylor and also be a clutch hitter in the postseason for us and lengthen and be able to lengthen our lineup, which has obviously been a problem the last two years. Don't know why it shouldn't really be a problem. The Yankees have enough talent, but the regressions, the step backs, the injuries, all this stuff has taken a toll. And something, some solutions need to be need to be gone after much more aggressively than others. And for the Yankees, who played so many guys out of position in 2020, 2021, so many guys, Joe Rochelle was playing shortstop. Glaber Torres was playing shortstop, where he's clearly not good. DJ LeMay, who was playing first base, second base, third base, not entirely out of position, but his strong suit is second base. I know they like to use him as a a utility guy, but splitting all of his reps throughout the season between those three positions is not exactly smart. You, you acquire Joey Gallo, who's mo- most experience in the outfield is center field and right field. You play him in left. You had Aaron Judge in center field, which actually ended up working out, but he's not a center fielder. You had Tyler Wade playing outfield. You had Tyler Wade playing third base. He filled in nicely too, but also not, not his positions. How many guys can play out of position in one season? That's what ended up dooming the Yankees eventually. Guy like Taylor pretty much solves that if the Yankees want to just be able to float guys around and do this and that Taylor could Taylor could make the job easier for Aaron Boone if he's questioning playing somebody in left field or or third base that he's not entirely comfortable with boom you got Taylor who has a proven track record of doing that of doing a good job of that so it it won't be easy it's certainly not a foregone conclusion but it's an obvious solution that the Yankees could go after and they could throw money at the problem if they really want to. Nobody's sitting here thinking that, oh yeah, Chris Taylor's ours. Corey Seeger, yeah, we'll take a eh, package them up, Dodgers. We'll take them both. What's the price? Can we get them for nothing? That'd be fun. No, no one's thinking that. So stop being a lunatic. Yankees want good players. They want players that fit the mold. They want players that address deficiencies that have carried over for two years now. Chris Taylor's not unrealistic. Matt Olson and a package of top prospects and major league talent is also not unrealistic. All right, I'm done. Um, Those are the two things I wanted to talk about though, guys, Reggie Willits, I think um, uh, wishing him the best, of course, going back to uh, his hometown or his home state going to continue his, uh, his career in baseball. Um, But perhaps a change was needed there when you dive deeper into the stats, Chris Taylor, interesting acquisition, potentially. Hitting free agency after this year, he made seven point eight million this year. He's going to be due for a raise. Will the Dodgers be able to afford it? They're going to have a contract. Uh, they're going to have a big contract snafu with Trevor Bauer. They're going to have to pay Max Scherzer to stay, and it's not going to be cheap. I know they have a chance to retain Clayton Kershaw, more of a team friendly deal, but um, that's that's also no guarantee. Kenley Jansen's had a revive uh, a renaissance season this year, one of the best closers in the league. Don't know if he's going to come that cheap. The list goes on and on, man. Stuff happens, things get complicated, human error. It's all right there. So consider Chris Taylor an option. Yankees Twitter is loving him. We're sure half of Yankees Twitter will find it uh, an awful move because of some random advanced stat you never heard of before in your life, but we don't care. We, we see what's happening right before our eyes. Uh, what he's done this postseason and what he's done during the regular season. Um Thanks for listening, guys. That's it for me today. Uh, I didn't mention in the beginning because I forgot, but please be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a review. Doesn't have to be five stars. It could be four. Just no one stars because then the one star explanations are like, oh, you guys suck. And it's like, do we suck that bad? We're talking about baseball. It's not like we're talking about an unrelated topic. We're talking about trending baseball topics surrounding the New York Yankees. It can't be that bad. Ask us a question. We need some mailbags. We should do. We should probably do one this offseason, particularly before free agency. That'd be nice. Um, and in the meantime, head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We got plenty of content there for you. We talk a lot of it, about it on here. Um, so it might help for you to listen to the podcast and read along with the content. Some of you are not happy with the content. I don't know why. Maybe you don't like our voice, our written voice. Maybe you like our regular voice better. I don't know. Just don't get mad. We're trying to find out solutions. We're trying to help the team out. We're trying to make you happier. If the team's better, you're happy, aren't you? If the team's winning, we're all happy. We can all be friends. We can all go grab a drink, go to Billy's, party late night after a game. It'd be fun. Also talk to us in the official Yankees Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. Um, we're there. Certainly not as frequently as we would be during game nights. Um, we're doing a, a lot of off-season research, trying to figure things out, connect the dots. Um, we'd like constructive criticism there too, instead of just trolls in the mentions. No reason to troll us for trade packages. Why don't you come up with your own? Rebut. Make me look stupid by making yourself look smart, instead of just calling me an asshole. Just, it's more fun that way. Makes the content more engaging. Foster's intelligent discourse. It's better that way. Anyway, guys, enjoy your pizza Friday. Um, Red Sox Astros tonight. Red Sox season could come to an end with a loss. Um, And then we got the Dodgers and the Braves on Saturday. Game six. If necessary on Sunday, game seven. Um, And I'll be back on a solo pod with you on Monday. Adam will be gone till Tuesday. So he'll be back with us on Wednesday Otherwise, enjoy the weekend. Have some fun. Kick back and relax. Take these next couple of weeks off. Deep breathing exercises before free agency, before the Yankees uh, hopefully do some stuff that we want. It's going to be stressful, though. There's going to be a lot of competition on the market. There's going to be a lot of bidding wars. But we're in for it. The Yankees, no changes need to be made. The fans have made that clear. And now Chris Taylor, guys, could be an option. I don't know. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday
0: jamie's log progressive the harrington's backyard day 27 333 a.m 333 all those threes mean something or i may be losing it been camped in the harrington's backyard for 27 days now proving that progressive has 24 7 protection they told me every day they understand what 24 7 protection means think i'm finally getting through to them 333 progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto we offer round the clock protection just not literally from jamie Coverage from progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at corient.com. That's